The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got a son in Phoenix, too. 52. Oh, yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns. I'm your co-host for today, David McGraw, alongside the ever-so-dabbing Mitch Krumpetich. How are you now? Something something, Letterkenny reference. Oh, not so bad. Exactly. Uh, So, this week, we're going to be going into some news, some, you know, injury, some signing, some whatever... We're going to blame recaps and then jump into the ever, I, I don't know what I was going to, I was going to try and think of something clever to say for the bracket and tourney and whatever, but I almost just said the your NCAA name again. The Big Dance. The Big Dance. There we go. Follow us on Twitter at Pod. Same thing for Instagram. Go on iTunes, leave us a five-star review and a comment, and you will get a shout out on the show. All right, so let's start off with some Suns news before we get to the tournament stuff. Kelly Oubre out for the rest of the season. He had that thumb injury and he turns out he needed surgery on that. So he is having that done. Isn't going to play for the rest of the season. We only have a few games left, so it's not too big of a deal, but it is a blow because he had been playing really well. And my fantasy team, I was playing David this week, actually. In the championship round, and oh, no. <laughs> like four of my players got hurt, including Kelly Oubre, so I'm a little bit salty, but whatever. Well, uh, so you know, it, it doesn't seem like it's too big of a deal, and he'll be good to go for next season. But it'll just be interesting to see what happens with him signing a contract. I still think he'll sign with the Suns. It sounds like that's his intention, and I don't see why we wouldn't be interested still even after this surgery but it does change the, t- the team a little bit because he had added a lot of energy and scoring to the team but as a result of that i can't believe i'm about to say this but we signed jimmer for debt to a contract for this season for less like 10 games less than 10 games I don't care. That's too many. <laughs> like, I don't like Jimmer at all. I would have never guessed. As a Gonzaga grad, I can't like him. So, <laughs> yeah, it's very frustrating. I don't know. But what do you think? How does the Ubre injury impact the team for the rest of the season? For I think we have, at time of recording, we have We've- nine games left, so... Uh, I think after the Sacramento game, it's eight. Oh, it's eight. eight, It's eight now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't think this changes anything. This just sets it up a little earlier. Gets the last couple of games for sure locked down for our uh, draft position. uh, I don't think it changes anything. I think that whatever we're going to offer Oubre is set in stone already. I think we're going to bring him back. I don't think this changes his contract. It's just a... Small procedure. Probably could have waited until the off season. Nothing's going on. Might as right, well just do right. it. And I agree. I feel like this was, you know, I don't know the injury, and I'm not claiming to be a doctor or anything, but I imagine he probably could have played still. 
but he was playing well and it doesn't help us at all to win games. It doesn't really make that much of a difference whether we win a couple more or not, but we might as well lose and we might as well give him a little bit of extra time to recover and be able to have it all sorted out. So it's no big deal. And I think you're right. We're going to re-sign him. He wants to be here. We want him to be here. Yeah. So. I don't even think that Jimmer thing is as much him. I think you're just going to see more Ray Spalding because of it than anything. I think the Jimmer, different position. It's, you know, almost a publicity thing. It feels like with the Jimmer thing. I definitely think it is. And I've seen some pretty interesting people talking about how there's a large Mormon population in like the East Valley. And like, I've known this, but I saw, and I don't know if this was an actual statistic or not, but I saw someone say that Gilbert, Arizona has the second highest dense, second most densely populated area of Mormons in the country, aside from Salt Lake city. I don't know if that's true or not. I could probably look it up, but I do believe it. So, <laughs> um, it's like, might as well. They're going to sell some extra tickets because of it. And I don't know. Why not give the guy a chance? Actually, you know what? I know why not. Because he went to BYU. <laughs> you know, I don't like BYU. Uh, he's, he won't, he's not going to, he's not going to make the team next year it's no he's not he's not but i don't know it's a smart smart business move from the suns to have a guy that's gonna sell tickets to a specific population for eight games well not even we have four home games left i think so why not it's not that big of a deal i think the bigger thing is the cry for help for um, a booker on twitter with his tweet that jamal crawford and jimmer fredette are my teammates this is wild yeah, I thought we that under- was interesting. We understand, Book. We understand, Book. We're... We feel for you. We <laughs> definitely... Well, we don't really know. We, we don't. have no clue. But I imagine it's not easy. <laughs> that was pretty funny, though. I, I think it's great twisting it as a cry for help instead of him just being like, oh, wow, like, these people, like... Oh, like, high-name people, like, are my teammates right now that, like, I watched as whatever, like, as a kid or... Any of that kind of stuff. I think it's funnier to phrase it as it's a cry for help. I I highly doubt Devin Booker watched Jimmer for that as a kid. No, but like that's a college I thing. Like I on. know. I know what you're saying. Alright, so that's the news for the week. We're we're getting toward the end. Only a couple couple weeks left of the regular season. So last week we had three games, all losses. We're just gonna brush quickly on these because the tournament is what we really want to talk about so monday the 18th we lost to the bulls 116 to 101 it was really disappointing (laughs) i don't it was just like a who can tank harder kind of game then on thursday the 21st we lost to the pistons 118 to 98 we kept it a little bit more respectable in the first half, but terrible fourth quarter and a pretty bad third quarter. And then on Saturday, the 23rd, we lost to Sacramento, 112 to 103. And the Kings aren't going to make the playoffs, and I'm kind of sad about it, but I don't know. 
It's okay. They slid too much. They did, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, we had a few guys playing decently. And Rashawn Holmes is back, so that's that's good. Um, but anything from these three games that stands out to you? Uh, you know, missing Kelly was obvious, which is insane that, you know, it, it was... We, we, there was still some intensity on defense, and it it fell apart eventually, uh, as with uh, specifically with the Pistons and the Kings games. But uh, Josh didn't play in the Kings game, and you know maybe he could have helped out a little bit on defense. And you know, Tyler Johnson not playing, uh, yeah, it hurts. It, it hurts a lot. So you know when there's all these things kind of going up going against you. Book's still playing, which is cool that Book's still playing. It's nice to see him get minutes. I know that there was the questioning of when he was going to get shut down, if he was going to get shut down. I do like him out there working with Aiton uh, however they can, and working with Mikhail Bridges also. Those three guys are the cornerstones right now. Right. Yeah, I'm fine with that, but I don't know. This is just like... It's kind of depressing. No TJ Warren still. He's, I mean, he's done for the season. Yeah. There's no reason to play him. And yeah, it's it's been tough. I do want to talk about one thing really quick because I, I saw this and I thought it was pretty interesting. There was a point where Devin Booker got more frustrated than usual. DeAnthony Melton threw a bad pass that went out of bounds or turned the ball over and Booker got really mad and he yelled at Igor something along the lines of just to paraphrase, take him out, put Ellie in. Did you see this? I did not see this. Yeah. That I'm pretty sure it was in the Kings game. And like that is not encouraging. That is not encouraging at all. And Igor didn't do it. Ugh. I don't know what to think of that. Like, you don't you want your players and your coaches to be on the same page, and that kind of scared me when I saw that. And I was just I was just in LA recently, and I had talked to some people who asked like we were talking about basketball, and they asked me if I thought Devin Booker would stay with the Suns. And I'm like, well, you know, he just signed this extension last summer. They're like, yeah, yeah, but like after that, what do you think he's going to do? And at this point, I don't know. And I hate to say that, but like if we don't win, if if we don't start winning, why would he stay here? Oh, I don't even want to talk about this, but I I can just see the beginning of the end so easily, and it's scary. Well... First off, if book has to, I, I the, the whole thing is, that whole thing is weird. I did not see that. It's yeah. gonna be interesting. The talk of if Devin Booker is gonna leave and he's to stop because we need to worry about how you know as Suns fans as Suns devout fans, uh, mm-hmm. like the only thing that can worry you know, we have can worry about or talk about or any of that kind of stuff is what's going to happen are we going to be able to get John Warren 
are we going to fall? Or Zion. Or We're Zion. still in play for the one pick. We are still in play for the one pick. I always forget about the new lottery odds. So are we getting Zion? Are we getting Jaw? I would say more of are we or getting Jaw. Or Brandon Jaw? Clark. Are we getting Jaw? Um, we'll get there. But, like... That's what we have to worry about. Like, what moves can we? What moves could we realistically make? Is Sar? What way is Sarver going to look at for GM now that the GM search is underway? Seemingly, like those are the things that, as right. Suns fans, you look at and worry about. Yeah, if everyone wants to talk right. about Devin Booker, then they can talk about Devin Booker. Realistically, Devin Booker is under contract for four more years. Couldn't even force his way out in a trade for three. So, that, right, yeah. And what we really should be worrying about at this point, I mean, living in the present is good, but for us, I think looking to next year is probably as far as we should look. And Booker will 100% yeah, be with us exactly. next year. So you heard it here first. Yeah, yeah. And, or question, or if you even want to question, you're questioning the dumb stuff of like, is Booker good enough to be our one guy? to get out of the dredges or do we need to get a one guy in yeah. that's the things that Suns fans that's the things that Suns fans need, are question, quit questioning right. and need to question it's not bringing up every five <laughs> seconds if Booker's gonna leave because yeah, Sarver sucks alright well now that we're already kind of talking about college and the draft and all this so let's just talk about the tournament this is what we're watching I mean Suns fans are watching the <laughs> tournament they're probably still watching the Suns but these, we've had some pretty good games so far in this tournament. So I'm just going to go right into it. Gonzaga looks really good. And um, I, I want to bring up a point. I think it's pretty clear. Zion's going to go one. He's a generational talent. Freak of nature athlete. Just so much potential and already a lot of skill. If a team passed on Zion, they would be so dumb. No one's going to pass on him. Ja Morant has had... He played a really, really good first game. Not quite as good in his second game and they lost, but he it, still, it still looked good. good. He still looked good. He solidified himself as the two pick, I believe. And I really like him. For, for a long time, I was saying, it's Zion or trade the pick. I'm not in that boat anymore. Ja is... I think he's another guy that's a little bit too good to pass up on. I, I think he's the two pick as long as it's not a team like the Cavs yeah. that get the two pick. I think if the Cavs they're get set the two with pick, Colin Sexton. Yeah, Colin Sexton's been really good. I think you have to get a guy. Oh, I was kidding. You, or you, no, Colin Sexton has been pretty good. He's shooting like over 40% he's from been three. Good. He's been fine, but I, I'm i not sold that he's their point Look, guard of the future. I, I think that the Colin Sexton hate it's not been a thing or even the looking at Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton's been pretty solid this year. He's been fine. I, think, I still like him. But I think he's been I think he's been good. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these rookies have been good. Yeah. Obviously the best the best playmakers from this draft are Doncic and Young, but yeah. Sexton that doesn't mean Sexton is bad. No, no. He's so I, I I do say that I know you're joking about him being really good or great or whatever, but he's good. He I think he's good. And if you're the Cavs, I think you're absolutely going for um Barrett. Mm. So, there's that. Interesting. But, I've had an interesting thought recently. So, in Gonzaga's most recent game against Baylor, Brandon Clark 
put up 36 points. I believe he had six rebounds and he had five blocks. He's the first player to put up numbers like that since Shaq. I have seen him mocked as high as three already. I would not be surprised to see him go at three or top five at all. He's a guy who can finish like no other. He's a great defender, offensive rebounding. He checks a lot of things off that we could use in a four. Now, he's not much of a stretch four. His shot isn't amazing, but he can shoot. I don't know. The more I watch this game, the more I'm like, could someone like that fit our team? We do need help at the four. I think about Jaw. You know, here's the here's the thing. Should we add another young guy right out of college? You know, Clark is he's a redshirt junior, I believe. So because he transferred from San Jose State, John Morant's a freshman. So do we want to add another young guy right out of college to our team, or do we want to trade and get someone more established? This this talk has been going on for a little bit without. If we should just look to trade the pick, or if we need to draft another guy, because the uh, the thing with uh, James Jones that I almost just blanked on his name. There's a thing with James Jones about how <laughs> there's been the talk of us apparently having barely any scouts or whatever. There's been all this talk. It seems like it's right, been talked to death. Right. Without elite young talent, you can't do anything. You can't try and get to that. You have, we have to, you have to make a move on a young guy that has that good, no matter who you are. Even if you believe that we need a presence, we need any, mm-hmm. any of the things that you could think of that we need besides, you can't just, com- you can't just completely pass on the young guy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I also want to mention, I know that we've talked about these guys in the past, but Bovada Sportsbook, they're doing a cool thing where they're doing a celebrity bracket challenge. So if your if your bracket is busted, which I'm proud to say mine isn't yet, but if if your bracket is busted, or even if it's not, you can go over to Bovada's website and participate in their celebrity bracket challenge, even though the tournament's already started. So check that out. But um I agree. Like I think I think it really just depends on the lottery. You know, we've never seen the lottery with these odds before. And, you know, as Suns fans, we're well-versed in running the Tankathon simulations. And I've been doing that lately. And it's not nearly as fun because we're not popping up in the top three as often as we used to, even though we have one of the three worst records. And, you know, I know the way that they organize the lottery is to make it so it's not just like... Everyone has one ping pong ball or like uh, enough to represent like they, they have a very good system for making it even. But even then, like there's a higher chance that we're not going to get one of these top three picks. And it's like, is there a guy outside of the top like five or so players that would really make that much of a difference? Like at what point do we say, yeah, we should probably trade our first round pick? That's that's the that's the thing. If we are if there if there's three talents, you want to say there are three talents at the top that are just absolute muskets, and that is Zion. You're gonna disagree, whatever. R.J. Barrett okay. and John Morant. Like, 
If sure, let's let's just go with it, that. If those are like the top three guys, and that's what everyone is agreeing is the top three guys. That's what everyone has agreed is the top three guys for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. This entire season, it seems like, just about it's been those three guys. If those are the top three guys, and you, it's one of those three guys or bust, then. What are these other teams? If we get the five pick, if we get the six, or, or I think you can, I think you can drop as low as five. I think, but yeah. if you get the four pick, if you get the five pick, if it's th- those three guys are bust, what team is? Oh yeah, we want this guy because whatever. It's it's not gonna be that way because if it's a if we be, if we truly believe and everyone else believes that it's these three guys are bust, who's gonna trade this a young? rising player or all-star or whatever for a pick that is not worth it right well this this is the beauty of the of the nba draft and the trade system and it's also the beauty of these gonzaga guys playing really well so let's say one of the other duke guys starts like still is in everyone's top three but Someone sees, oh, Brandon Clark is putting up these crazy numbers. Let's take him at two or three. And no, then No one's taking Brandon Clark say, at two well, or three. No, just, let's just, just hypothetically, okay? Brandon Clark's good enough to go three. He really is. But So say we get the four pick, and it goes Zion, Jaw, Clark, and R.J. Barrett is available to go to us. We could trade that pick to someone who really wants RJ because they say he's a top three pick. How did whatever team, how did Chicago or whatever pick Brandon Clark? We want these guys, for the sake of the Suns, we want these guys to be stepping up and playing really well and shaking up that draft order a little bit. Because we want this draft to be as interesting as possible just in case we fall to four or five. I don't think that's that ridiculous to say. It is not that ridiculous to say that you hope that guys have bad tournaments or good tournaments. It happens every year. Right. It absolutely happens every year, and that's just how it is, you know? Yeah. But, well, the the other thing, too, everything I have been hearing lately is that Kemba's going to be back in Charlotte. Yeah. Cause, I, I don't... Right. I don't think there's any question, and I know that was one guy that we had talked about quite a bit. Well, there was the big talk about Kimba possibly being traded last year. Right. And there were all the rumors that he was going to get traded, and he seemed, you know, really heartbroken about it and all that stuff. But then it was right. coming out that Jordan wasn't gonna, didn't want him traded, and there right. was all this stuff like that, and there was a lot of a whole loyalty thing. So I think mm-hmm. that got squashed pretty quickly, and then, you know, Charlotte has... They've had an up-and-down season, but they've been all right. And right. But I think that's it's enough to where, you know... He, he didn't want to leave Charlotte. He didn't want to leave Charlotte to begin with, even right. when there were the trade rumors. So Right. So the rumors we heard were Kemba and then John Wall. That's not happening now after that injury. John and Wall then, has that injury. He's not coming back until next year. Right. So that's, that's – we don't even have to worry about that one. Then we had that brief rumor about Portland possibly moving C.J. McCollum. But, okay, so think about Dame or McCollum. What would you, like, if they wanted, say, our, say we get the three pick. Say they want the three pick, Josh Jackson, and. 
In all, in all reality, if Dame were available, there would have to be so much given up to get Dame. It'd be insane. Okay, the the que- the better question is, what would you give up to get Dame? Because I would give up a lot to get Dame. You give up the farm to get Dame, but everything but Booker. You give up everything to get Dame, but yeah. uh, Dame's not leaving Portland, and he's right. never leaving. And I'm not Portland. saying he is. I'm not trying to start a rumor <laughs> yeah. or anything. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to think of anyone. I mean, the only other guy I can think of that like there's trade rumors about lately is Jason Tatum, and it's like, does he really make our team that much better? The, I mean, there was the Bradley Beal stuff, but. Yeah, but that's true. now Bradley Beal seems like. I mean, look, he's the guy. Yeah, and he seems like he's the guy in Washington before John Wall even now to that. Right. So, right. I mean, Bradley Beal was questioned about it. Uh, I don't think the CJ McCollum stuff ever really got real steam. It, it seemed no. like everyone wanted to try and ship CJ McCollum out of Portland, but Portland is very much in, in the. In the thing of being a good team that gets to the playoffs every year, which I'm not trying to really push the boundaries much more. Which obviously, like, we'd be happy for that. Phoenix would be absolutely happy for that. Most basketball fans are absolutely happy for that. We're stuck in the mindset of trying to be armchair GMs and wanting to push to be a championship team no matter what. Right. Right. I mean... It takes time. But, you know, with the way everything's looking, it looks like we're pretty likely to get a top three pick. I'm not too concerned about sliding past three at this point. And, I don't know, I'm not super high on RJ Barrett, but, like, I'll take it. It's harder to be high on RJ Barrett when you have Booker, is the thing. And you have a glut of wings to begin with. So, right. even when it was looking like we were going to suck and the talk was Zion or RJ, I was like, well, RJ, like, yeah, it's Zion or bust because we, ha- we, we, we don't have a spot for RJ. Yeah. it's. I mean, really, we can talk about this all day, but it's just going to come down to the mm-hmm. lottery. And there's not... There's really not that much we can say about it. But we will continue to talk about it. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tournament time, you end up talking yourself into guys or looking at guys that look fun. And, uh, you yeah. you do the Mitch route, and everyone on Gonzaga is a first-round pick and ready to be. I'm telling you, though, Brandon Clark is good. Watch that guy Brandon play. Clark is, is not good. getting picked in the top 14. I, I will. I'll bet. I'll make a bet with you on that, <laughs> on air. I'll bet you 20 bucks that he goes in the lottery. Oh, man. Um, do you want to actually do that? I mean... I will. Uh, I think he's going to go top I five. Do, he's not getting picked top five. I, I'm not yeah, going to bet no. on that, but he'll definitely be a lottery <laughs> pick. I've been saying for a long time, him and Rui are both going to be top ten picks. I wouldn't be surprised if they're both top five picks. And here's what I've learned. Let me tell you what I've learned. Sometimes I try really hard to hide my bias, and it's made me oh, wrong man. before. I was, like, I wanted to say Sabonis would go way higher, and I said, like, oh, he might be, like, a later first-round pick. You and you always like, said what I really mid, wanted to say is late like, lottery to mid-first to mid round. 
Or you said no, mid first my, round. I'm my, sorry. Let me rephrase that. You were saying like profile, 16. Yeah, I didn't You're say right. lottery. I didn't say lottery. I wanted to say I wanted to say like 10, but I'm like, no, no, it's my bias. It's my bias. Now I'm like, I don't care. I know I'm biased, and I'm gonna go with it. <laughs> but bias is aside, Brandon Clark is really good. He is. Watch that Baylor game. He went nuts. That's fair. Ugh. Yeah, Gonzaga's really good this year. Really, you, really things you hear but, from Mitch every uh, year wanna... at tournament time. Gonzaga's really good. Okay, five. We've made the Sweet Sixteen. Gonzaga's five really years good. We're really good. <laughs> we are really good. <laughs> um, I do quickly. I want to shout out Bovada again. Celebrity bracket challenge. Really cool. Check that out. But while I, we're I, on I the topic, shout out just something real quick. Shout out ASU. Do it. Shout uh, out. Absolute. Oh, absolutely yeah, didn't they think they it. were going to get into the into they should not they have at all they they blew their chance and nope. then somehow were able to get into a playing game and and they won the playing and game they, and then oh, promptly yeah, no, got wow. destroyed the the line for buffalo winning was pretty good that buffalo team yeah, was good but uh buffalo had to win like 12 straight and was on a good little run and uh ASU's played really bad like at times they started out really strong uh not as strong as they did last year but then turn or uh conference play came around and they sucked it up and then they looked like garbage in the tournament or in the pac-12 tournament again like they did kind of last year and uh doesn't matter got into a playing game uh still did it still did it got into still the round the of 64 so <laughs> Good for them. I do. I root for them to make it. I don't care that much about ASU, but I still root for them. Um, Watched way too many ASU games in the last like four years, so. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Are there any other teams that you've been interested in that you've been keeping an eye on at all? No. No. Watching. I'm trying to keep up on Jamaran, even if you're not. I'm not watching necessarily the game or watching the highlights or any of that, but. Really, it's just been kind of random games here or there. Yeah, honestly. it's tough. Like, we're we're busy people. I haven't been able to watch nearly as many games as I would have liked. But the one team that I was pretty interested in from the start, and I enjoyed watching them in the tournament, was University of Central Florida because they have Taco Fall, who's seven foot six, and like no one can guard him. I'm sure. If you're paying attention at all, you've seen the pictures of teams putting two guys on him with their hands straight up and like not even being close to guarding him. And they can just throw him the ball in the post and he can just go to work. And there was this picture of him standing next to Tracy Wolfson. She's five foot two and he's seven six. And she goes up like to his hip. It's it's pretty crazy. I don't I, I really don't know how his game will translate to the NBA. But he's a fun guy to watch. He's massive. He, like, for his size, he doesn't play how you would expect. He's more nimble than you would think. He's not like Bobon or anything. I mean, Bobon is just a breed of his own. He finally hit a three-point shot this week. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I saw that. It was so funny. (laughs) But... uh, Taco Fall has been really interesting to watch, and they just uh, UCF just lost to Duke by one. So 
they gave Duke a run for their money. I was I was hoping UCF would would uh would win that one, but in the end they couldn't quite pull it out. So um I've been watching them. Tennessee played a good game against Iowa. Um first overtime game of the tournament, but Tennessee pulled that one out in OT. Mm-hmm. Um LSU is another team. They were one of my sleepers. Um I picked that in one of my brackets I picked them to go pretty far and I know that they won on a game winning shot in their second game of of the tournament but they were they were a team that I was kind of looking at and thought could be pretty good so they got hot at the right time so those are the teams that I've kind of had my eye on a little bit but like I said I haven't been able to watch quite as much as I would have liked but Anything else on the tournament? Yeah. Um, nothing. I don't know why I said yeah. <laughs> nothing. Keep watching. Keep watching. We're, it's been a good tournament this year. We've had some really good games so far. So it's just going to get exciting. We've got Sweet 16 coming up next weekend. So keep your eye on it. Oh, and the national championship game is on my birthday this year. I love when that happens. Because mm. all I ever want to do in life is watch basketball. So for my <laughs> birthday, it's no different to do that so that'll be fun um and one last time want to shout out bovada check out their celebrity bracket challenge so let's move on to my favorite section of the show the non-sports section now this i have a yes or no question this week and it's inspired by this trip to la that i talked about i went to the RE Congress in LA. It's a relig- big religious conference for Catholics all over the world. It was so much fun. I went with my leadership team at my church for, for the group that I work with. It was a ton of fun. Huge shout out to everyone who went. But on our drive home, we had an interesting discussion based on a game of 20 questions that we played. So get ready for this. Okay. <laughs> now this could be very simple, but we could also seriously argue Here's the question. Is cake a pastry? Is cake a pastry? Yep. Yes. I guess. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Interesting. See, this is a tough question. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I say no. I'm looking up the definition of a pastry, because you know this right? is how this is what we had to do. This is what we had to do. Pastry is a tough word. A dough used as a base or covering an item. So right. So see, dough. So cake doesn't have dough. I mean, cake is kind of a dough. Kind of, kind of. But why no, would it's, you call it's, it dough then? Why so it's it it's dough? absolutely not a dough, and it's not a pastry. You would sell it in like if you were a. I guess you would make it if you were like a pastry chef you would probably be like considered to make cake and if you like you i don't know a bit if you if you sold pastry or like you were a pastry shop so it would it'd be like one of those things and you would have cake this was the argument this was the exact argument the people on the side of cake is a pastry said you go into a pastry shop and you can buy a cake you can also you can also That's go true. to a coffee shop and order that. tea. That doesn't make tea a coffee. That's a great point. That's a great point. 
And, you know, a lot of the components of a cake and a pastry are very similar. I, I agree with that. But when I think, oh, I need to buy a cake, where am I going to go? Do I go to a pastry yeah. shop? No, I go to a bakery. A bakery, and that's just a much more general term. I see where they're coming from, and but, it's really close. And bakeries but, do pastries, too, so. Yes, yes, and it's just more general. When I think pastry, though, I think more like a Danish. And that's That's fair. not a cake. That's not at all a cake. That's fair. You know? But, and then, I mean, you could ask, is a donut a pastry then? No. But, because then we got into, well, what about a cupcake? Where does a cupcake land? Is a cupcake a A cupcake is a cake. It's a cake. A small cake. It's a cake in a cup. Hence, it's a cupcake. But so you can, they have small cakes, though. Can you get a, you get a small cake at a pastry shop? I don't think that's unreasonable. But does that make it a pastry? Is a small cake a pastry? If it's a cake. It's, does it depend on size? I think you're. So there's a small. I think cake. You like questions that you just threw. That are. The, there were a lot of questions. I did just throw. But out uh, process that for a second. That's that's it's, fair. It's a lot fresh. of questions. It's, it's on my mind. All asking basically the same thing, which is that is a cake a pastry? Is a small right. cake a pastry? Is a smaller smaller cake a pastry? It's a cake, so it's not a pastry. <laughs> Is a donut a pastry? That's an interesting one. But, I mean, like, it's that a is. sweet dough. And donut is a sweet... So maybe a donut could be more considered pastry, but, like, it's more... It's closer to a pastry than a cake is. Yeah, I agree. I'm okay with donut being in a gray area when it comes to the pastry world. And the, just that definition of pastry in general. But I'm not okay with a cake. Yeah, being not pastry. all sweet things are pastries. Like chocolate isn't a pastry. Right. Exactly. And if I go to a bakery and I say, I'll have a pastry, and they hand me a whole cake, I'm going to say, What are you doing? Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't think you also say you want a pastry. You would say you'd specifically want something that happens to be a pastry. Like, if you yeah, ask for a Danish and they handed you, you a cake okay. with cheese in the middle of it, then that'd be weird. <laughs> that would be weird. But, it, okay, I go into a pastry shop and I say, I'm looking to get a pastry. What, what do you recommend? I don't really know what I want, but I want a pastry. And I say, oh, we've got a cake over here. They wouldn't do that. No, exactly. They would not do that, and that would be ridiculous. And think about the price. I'm not going to pay for a whole cake if I just want one pastry. I mean, cakes are relatively inexpensive, I think. I don't even like cake. Excuse you. That's the, <laughs> that's the hot take right there. <laughs> cake, okay, the cake itself is fine. I don't really like frosting. That's fair. Yeah, a lot of people are in that boat, I feel like. It's too sweet, and I don't like the texture of most frostings. It reminds me of the dentist. Uh, the, the future misses made some cream cheese frosting for some red velvet I'm okay cupcakes. With that. For some red velvet cupcakes, and they were awesome, so... That's fine. That's fine. But that's different. That is absolutely different. That's another level, but... And people ask me, they say, so when it's someone's birthday and you eat a birthday cake, do you just eat around the frosting and just get the cake out of the middle? I say, yeah, I do. There's absolutely too much frosting on some cakes, but... Yes, it's ridiculous. I, I feel like that's never been as much of an issue if, like, you just are making no. cakes. I think the people that make cakes don't. It's, like, this weird thing when you buy a cake where there's, like, a... like. A inch and a half of frosting on top. Well, and the cake, it's not... I, I really think when it comes to cakes, it's more ceremonial than anything. It's not necessarily about 
the taste or like the cake itself. It's about the way it looks. And there's all this decoration. And I I appreciate that. That's fine. I don't care about any but of But some of these I, I like my I like my food, fun Betty yeah. cake. It's vanilla with sprinkles. Well, I'm yeah. happy. That's it. You know how I it's feel the best. about Funfetti. Yeah. I love Funfetti. But, yeah, that's true. I've heard, though. I mean, I, I don't really... I'm not that plugged into this world, believe it or not. But I've heard a lot of these, like, really fancy bakeries just use, like, the Betty Crocker box cake mix for their cake and then they just go hard with the decoration and it's like an artistic thing I mean, I if you like this most of the thing you go to most restaurants they're going to be using i mean a lot of places aren't going to bake their own pasta they're just going to use box pasta or they're going to use because it's right. way cheaper it tastes good and it's fine it doesn't take yeah. nearly as long yeah yeah i mean it's, it's understandable okay well i think we finally settled it cake is not a pastry and to anyone listening who disagrees, I'm happy to discuss this further. But I think we've exhausted the topic. And that will do it for this week. Watch the NCAA tournament. Check out the Suns. Or, or don't. <laughs> and just or listen don't. to us. It's, we're coming to the end. We're coming to the end of a train wreck of a season. But we're getting to the, the most exciting part for Sun fan, Suns fans, the draft. Yes. Summer League, the offseason, the lottery, the draft, all of that. That's when it's really fun. So we're we're getting to our playoffs. <laughs> oh my gosh. I no, it's not. We're just getting yeah. to where we can call it over and the pain ends. It's not. Yes. This is it's been a rough season, but thank you for sticking with us. And we still do love the Suns, believe it or not. A little bit of tough love here and there. It's good for you. We'll be back next week. Until then. Go Sox.